Welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast, where we talk to expert entrepreneurs and thought leaders to help guide you in pursuit of financial freedom. Presented by Rory Brazel, the money mentor and expert in the field of life-centered financial planning. Through this podcast series, we wish to inspire people to live their dreams and to look after themselves for a long, successful and happy life. And now, it's over to our host, Rory Brazel. Hello, everybody, and you're very welcome today to another episode of the Life Without Limits podcast. Today, I have a very good friend of mine and uh, a businesswoman that I really admire. Jules of Live, Love It, Sell It. Jules works with business owners in different sectors in some key areas, namely in the areas of sales, developing your brand, developing your story, your business, and one of the one of the standout things for me and uh, from working with Jules is working on your UHP, which we'll expand on in a few minutes. Jules, you're very welcome. Uh, it's great to see you today, and thank you so much for taking the time out to join me today on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Rory. I was so excited to be a guest with you, so I can't wait to chat. Absolutely, Jules, and I know. Uh, me and you will have a good conversation. We like to chat. So uh, we do. I'm really looking forward to it as well. Excellent. Can't wait. <laughs> so to kick it off, um, talking about or thinking about young Jules White in school and that curiosity around, and I know from talking to you previously, that curiosity around sales, your love, your passion, your, your interest in sales. Can you tell me, uh, for you, for that young Jules White, where that all came about? Yeah, I mean, I was very young because uh, I was probably three, three years old even when we were in... That is young Jules. Very young, yeah. And they're those first memories, aren't they? And, and we moved yeah. into Stevenage in Hertfordshire and my dad uh, ran the local news agents on the shopping precinct. And, and of course, in those days, Rory, that's where everyone went for their shopping. You know, yeah, the greengrocers, the butchers, etc. Yeah, it, was, it was all about community. It was lovely. Yeah. And dad yeah. ran the sweet shop, which the news agents, which had sweets in. And that's the bit I probably remember most, Rory. And, but, you know, he knew every person who walked in the door. He knew their name, their wives' names, their children. Um, he had things ready on the counter for them as they came through the door because he knew what they bought every day. You know, there was, there was yeah. all of that going on and I was growing up within it. And every time I saw it and I was in that kind of environment, I just thought, this is so lovely. This yeah. is so friendly. This just feels great. And I feel like looking back as an adult, that was the foundation of me understanding what I believed sales was about. That was what yeah. my dad did. So that was what it was all about. 
And I yeah. think that has stuck solidly as the foundation. Through school, I wasn't massively academic, Rory. I was yeah. very sporty. I played every sport going. And at 15, um, well, I was just 16, actually, I left school, which you could okay. back then. And I went off to get a job. I did not want to do any more studying. And I worked for NatWest Bank. I wrote 50 letters, Rory. My mum said, write letters, write 50 letters and see how many jobs you get. Yeah. And I got three job offers. And one of them was NatWest Bank. Um, and so I went to work for NatWest Bank. And then eventually, after a couple of years, I got on the counter. So I was serving customers. And that was it then. I'd reached yeah. this ultimate. This is, I was doing what my dad did. Dealing with people and loving it. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and I think that's it, isn't it? I just knew that as long as I was with people and helping people, then I was going to be fine. That was going to be yeah. what I wanted to do in life. And for me, that was sales. You know, that, yeah. that's how yeah. it transpired. And Jules, it sounds, it sounds so natural from what your dad, uh, and I can picture that, that, uh, that old shop and uh, his dealings with people on a daily basis. And that, uh, the way I see it is why it is so natural to you, just to deal with people, to have that love for people, for communication, for sales. So uh, a lovely story and, and, and thank you for sharing from that, uh, from that young three-year-old. Um, <laughs> moving on in terms of your career, I know you've had so much experience and of course you talk about leaving, leaving school at age 15 or so, which of course back then there was a lot of people that did that and um, you certainly had the motivation and you really wanted to progress in your career. I know you've had a lot of different positions and had different experiences in your career, Jules, um, but very much all in, again, that sales environment. Can you uh, give us a couple of examples of kind of some standout positions and experiences that you've had over the last number of years and also obstacles and challenges that you really feel that you've you've pushed right through you've overcame and they've made you a stronger and better person and businesswoman yeah it's a big question that one rory and i'm gonna just say you there's know a, there's a lot well, in it <laughs> there's a lot in it but i think what's really nice is that i have had that um the experience of being in lots of different sectors and lots of different job roles, as you say, Rory. So, you know, from that kind of telesales starting point, the knocking door stuff, right up to a sales director. And that's just been amazing, especially doing what I do now. So I'm really grateful of that and different sectors. You know, I sold stainless steel. Can you believe that? Um, and I've sold yellow pages yeah, and I've sold digital marketing, recruitment. I mean, the list goes on. So I am really grateful of that. Now, along the way, I think the first thing I have to mention is I had a little boy, Sam. You know all about Sam because we talk Absolutely. about him. Yeah. He's now 15, so he's doing all his GS GCSEs. Um, he was born in 2005 on New Year's Day. And okay. about three months after he was born, I, I thought, oh, I just want to be with him. I love him and it's amazing being a mum. But I knew yeah. I needed to do something else because I'm so driven, you know. So I was yes. itching. So I started a business um, when Sam was three months old. You know, there's the first moment of madness. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. the, challenge, <laughs> the challenge in that was, oh, my goodness, you're mad because you've got a baby. Why are you doing this? But the, the other side of me says... 
there's an opportunity no one's doing this and it's a gap and I can fill it so of course that was what was driving me I think I was passionate about what I was doing I took that business into Dragon's Den uh, and I got investment from Peter Jones so that's that's quite a long story that I'm not going to talk about just this second but you can if you look hard enough you can probably find the pitch somewhere but I didn't do the deal and then eventually after three years of really building up this business which was wonderful you know we had a million pound turnover uh, we had profit it was it was really successful um, we hadn't done the foundation work that we should have done and that meant that actually we needed some more investment and the business partner at the time uh, she actually wanted 75% of the business in order okay. to continue um, so okay. there's one big challenge I had right there Absolutely, and, yeah. and ultimately what happened is we didn't carry on as partners she closed my business down she bought it back and opened it back up so almost continued trading if you like it was quite yeah. seamless but yeah, I lost yeah. everything. I lost absolutely everything, Rory. I lost um, money. I was bankrupt. I then that was tough shoes from from all that effort that you put into yeah. it. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I yeah. then had a miscarriage. Mum was diagnosed with breast cancer. Then my marriage ended. It was like this this roller coaster um, of just loss. You know, yeah, so it was a hugely difficult time in my life. Yeah. That was probably a pit moment, I'd say. I feel that, yeah. What what happened from that was that I got myself a job. I went back out and I, I just needed to get a job, which was weird. I'd been this managing director of a successful business and suddenly I was on the job market. And you know, but, what year was that when you when you kind of stepped back into the kind of job market? 2009. So okay. I lost the business in 2008 after three years and 2009 yeah. went back into the job market. And remember, we're coming into a recession at that point. Yeah. Absolutely, which back was also away. interesting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you talk about challenges; it's interesting because this sprang to mind. I went for this job through an agency because um, they said this is great. I, I love this. It was a venue, so we were selling space for conferences and meetings. I thought, okay, they had a golf course, Rory. I'm a golfer. Yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah. yeah, and I thought yeah. this is this is my job. I've got this, and it was a national sales manager. So I was back out on the road again, starting again. And I said, it's my job, this is. Anyway, they came back almost that same day and they said, they don't want you. Oh. And I said, are you joking? Not they serious. Said, no, they don't want you. They want someone from the industry. And I was a bit okay. like, oh my goodness, how silly. Yeah, and you were you know, upset with your sales experience. All that sales yeah. experience, but not yeah. in that industry. And I, I went back to the agency and I said, look, listen, just go back to them. And say so if they haven't found someone in the next week from the industry, yeah. just ask them to see me. Because yeah. I've got so much I can bring from an outside view in. Yes. It might be that it's a smart move to take me. Absolutely. About a week later, they called. They said, you've got an interview. So I went for the interview and I got you the got job. You got the call and you got the brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. it was, you know, the, the big part of it was me pushing the recruitment agency to say, you yeah. need to persuade them otherwise, because yeah. it's really uh, insular to get people from the same industry. You know, yes. I, I felt that was really important. Of course, I wanted the job as well, Rory. Yeah, yeah. And Jules, <laughs> you know, and you know from the different business owners, the different sectors that you work in, sales across the board, no matter what you're involved in, no matter what you're selling, it is similar skills. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I truly have that believe passion that. And, that, and that curiosity yeah. for yeah, sales. 
Because yeah. it's about people, Rory. I mean, you touched earlier on UHP, but it's a great yes. place to bring that in because for me, uh, sales is about people. So yes, there's an element of knowledge about what you're selling. Of course there is, there's product knowledge. That, yes. That's a given. Yeah. But the skills of selling are all around people for me. So I created UHP. Yeah, because, I was going to say, Jill, tell me more. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. Hear, we want to hear more about that, yeah. Well, I, I felt like when I was traditionally trained, Rory, it all felt a bit not me. It was structured, scripted, you know, this products, was the process. Products, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just thought, no, this, there's more to selling than this. I kept thinking of mm. dad. Yeah. Well, this isn't what right. he did, you know. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And we were always taught about USP. You need to tell everyone your USP, your unique selling proposition, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, nah, it's not about that anymore. Not really, because yeah. anyone can have a widget and anyone can have 40 years experience. What makes me different and what yes. makes me different is me. And what makes you different is you, Rory. There's no other Rory yeah. on the planet. So I thought this is a unique human proposition. That's what this is about. So I created UHP, which I'm really excited about. I've trademarked it as well now because it, for me, this is the future of sales now. Yeah, you know? it's brilliant, Jules. It's brilliant. And I know from working with you that UHP is quite outstanding in terms of believing more in what you do, believing more in yourself, believing more that you are unique. It is, yeah. it is so special when you're talking to people, when you're, when you're in that kind of sales environment. It is so special as an individual uh, and or a business owner to realise that you have that. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of clients who come to me have no confidence, don't like selling. You know, sure, no one's yeah. going to buy what I want to sell. You hear the same things coming through. And that is what we do to ourselves. That's mindset. Mm -hmm. So if you start helping them to see what their UHP really is and how special it is and that no yeah. one else is them, you know, yeah. there's a whole lot of magic starts to happen. Yeah, um, you're so right, Jules. And, and getting, getting people away from that kind of that kind of a uh, human thing where we, you know, we have got negative thinking, negative thoughts, and in many ways we can be quite self-critical. So again, when you're developing people around their UHP, it is the confidence, the belief in what they're doing, and the realization that they are unique and they have something very special to offer and contribute. Yeah, and you know, we look at things like your values, your strengths, we look at things like your isms is what I call them. So what makes you a bit quirky, you know, and there might be people who wear a certain colour or say certain language, use certain language. And there's so many lovely things that make you unique. And that's all the stuff we work on. And your stories, and you know this, Rory, because we've done a lot around this, but your stories yes. are the most important thing that make you unique because no one else right. has got your stories storytelling yeah your yeah. history your experience and storytelling and relating that to the product or service that uh, that, you, that you are talking about to your clients yeah yeah, yeah. it really wonderful. is it really is and it gets it away from that product conversation and that yeah the, you know talking too much about product and talking too much about the service if you can relate to people by storytelling absolutely it makes makes our lives so much more interesting and we all enjoy and it makes the whole sales thing that bit easier as well. 
Yeah, because, you know, we have a whole chemical and physical reaction to stories. We might not realize it. We produce certain hormones in our bodies when we hear stories, which yes. is really quite fascinating. We wouldn't know that, would we, necessarily? Yeah. So that's how powerful they are. And we buy emotionally. You know, there's yeah. no doubt about it. That's why they say people buy people. It's yes. true. Um, so this is the stuff that excites me about sales that I think yeah. we don't do enough about. I don't think we talk enough about that bit. Especially, I suppose, Jules, um, in, in the kind of corporate world, there's a lot of kind of stuck way of thinking. This is how we should do things. Yeah. We send our guys and girls on sales training. I've been in that kind of zone before that world. You've been in it. And there is a set way of thinking. And, okay, we can't think in another way. This is the way we're... But thankfully, Jules... And I know from talking to you in your work in the UK, you're, you're helping more and more corporates out as well as small business owners. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because very quickly on the back of literally what you've just said, the corporate I'm working with only last week, we sat and looked at their core values, you know, the values of the business. Yeah. So not just we did their individual values because that's also important, but the, the values of the business. Yeah. And we did vision and mission and all of this. Yes. It was so interesting because the list they already had was just totally, um, I guess, sterile, I want to say, um, yeah. anonymous, uh, yeah, just okay. not connecting at all. And the, the things they listed were perfectly good things on their values, perfectly good, but none of yeah. them connected to me as a human. So we literally just reworded stuff and immediately we yeah. have this most amazing set of values now. And they're all yeah. sitting there thinking... This is amazing. We never, we never amazing. ever thought about doing it like this and wording it like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, and Jules, I'm sure, I'm sure they're looking at it now as a corporate to say, "Oh my God, we've so many values and things that we can work yeah. on now," and they're, and they're so excited about that. Yeah. And as as a as a new as a new customer, what the most important thing, Rory, is as a new customer, I would read those values and I would go, "Oh, I like yes. this. This yeah. is good. They're talking to me." Oh. Fantastic. And that's, that's the bit I think that we, we miss often. So. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for that. Um, I have another question here and we've probably covered a fair bit of it. Like I can see, and every time I talk to Jules, your, your passion for sales and progressing everything. We're talking about the UHP there, which I think is absolutely fantastic in the, in the kind of sales environment. There's no doubt about it. It's a, it's a tough world, that sales environment. Uh, what keeps you going, Jules, in terms of that focus, that motivation? Um, because, of course, it is. It comes back to sales and people will be under pressure for different reasons with targets and all that. Um, just if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit more in terms of what actually keeps Jules White going and what's her focus in making these changes, let's say, in both the individual and the corporate world. I think the biggest thing for me is that we're always going to need to sell, Rory. You know, as long as we're in business, we need to sell. And, and actually in life, we sell every day. You know, so I feel like sales for me is just a very precious skill that we need all our lives. And because I see it that way, I connect it with life. I say life skills are sales skills because I connect the two together. I feel like it's something that's really important, whatever's happening to us we're always going to need to sell. So if we've lost our jobs, we're going to need to go back out and sell ourselves yeah. to get a new job. Very if cool, our business yeah. has gone out of business and I've had, my business went out of business and I lost everything, yes. we have to get back up. 
and we go back out and we start again. And it's hard. It's not easy. Mm. But the fact is I've done that myself, so I kind of lived it. So I know it's okay and we can all manage it and it's good and we, we'll get there. Yes. But we'll go through this kind of painful bit. My skill set now means I can help people through that. I can help them to see it in a different way. I can position how they're selling, what they're talking about, how they talk about their businesses. And even when it's tough, the biggest thing we have to think about is how our customers are feeling right now. That's the yeah. biggest thing. If, if, if one piece of advice from this podcast that I could give is meet your customer where they are now. So find okay. out how it is Brilliant. for them. Don't try and yeah. just sell to them. Yeah. How's it for you? What's happening in your market? What's happening in your customer's market? And then you've got this new perspective of where they really are struggling. And yes. that's then where I can potentially feed in my stories, uh, give some of my yeah. practical skill set stuff that I've got. Um, I am positive in what I do because we always need what I, what I sell. Brilliant, and great advice, great advice in terms of meeting people where they're at, listening and understanding. Yeah, very yeah. much, very much. Yeah. And, you know, when you feel understood, imagine yourself, you know, when you yeah. feel like somebody's actually listened and understood you, there's no feeling like it. It's a relief. Um, yes. And actually, that's how we connect then as humans. And, and think about what is it that you sell? What's the solution you provide and who really needs it right now? Yeah, yeah that, that's a really good thing to start thinking about. And somebody will need your product or service right now. There's just a fact. And I 100% agree, absolutely. <laughs> and it's just about how, how you deliver that, what your proposition is, and to repeat, yeah, to understand where the client's at and listen. Yeah. Rather than just sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, speaking, of, speaking of humans, Jules, uh, I know... And, you know, a lot of your work, of course, is live it, love it, sell it. Um, you sit on the board of a mental health charity group in the UK called Arthur Ellis. Um, okay. I've linked in with you a fair bit to find out more. So I'd love to take the opportunity today to ask you to share a few more details in terms of who Arthur Ellis are, what they do, and anything that might be coming up in the next uh, couple of months from the group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, Rory. I mean, I, I, I met the, uh, the CEO of Arthur Ellis at an awards dinner. I was sat next to him. That's literally how you meet people, isn't it amazing? Yeah, and we chatted yeah. and I said to him, um, you know, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. And he just said, oh, can we talk over coffee? Because I would love for you to come on as a non-exec director. I mean, this was literally in an evening of chatting at an awards mm -hmm. ceremony. So that's people by people, Rory. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Ellis are a business that do mental health training, but it's not okay. just a training company. Uh, so they have two, two sides of the business. It's like a limited company side where we're actually what we do is we work as a partner to corporates. So we okay. become part of your mental health strategy. So we don't just come in and tick a box and do a bit of training here and there. Yeah. We come in and we say, right, what's the environment these guys are working with? Who are the people you have? We do assessment. We look, it's an insight session that we run, okay. especially for your business to say, do you know who your people are and how they're feeling? And how can we create the framework for this to be a really proactive 
mental wellness environment as opposed to a reactive one. What we do with mental no, health is we, we react usually. Somebody's feeling yeah. low, depressed, anxious, we react. Um, we yeah, try yeah. and create the proactive approach where we're putting in place the things, tools, environment where they're not going to be anxious because we've already you know, sorted that out before it happens. That's the okay. thought process of Arthur yeah. Ellis, which is really smart and different. The CEO is bipolar. He waited 10 years to be diagnosed, which was just horrific for him. Frustrating, absolutely. Frustrating, yeah. horrific, yeah. very damaging, painful, his family, etc. What yeah. happened then is alongside Arthur Ellis, limited company, we fund from that and grants to see children and young adults for mental health issues with amazing psychologists, fully trained mm. psychologists. So, uh, we have a whole team. Within two yeah. weeks, we see them on referral. Brilliant. And yeah, it's, amazing. it's a year plus in the normal NHS system to see these children. In the normal kind of public domain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so the, the reason why this is special is because Arthur Ellis is actually creating their own mental health service yeah. which the vision, you know, 2025 vision, is that mm. we are a mental health service in our own right, which services yeah. the UK, if not beyond. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, Jules. It's and I know wonderful. here in Ireland, we're really doing our best, you know, when we've got various groups and charities here in Ireland. Um, but what I, what I like about Arthur Ellis and talking to you and talking to John in the past, uh, the CEO is, it's so dynamic, it's so proactive you really mean you really want to partner with these employers and really form a relationship rather than you say jules a box ticking exercise it's actually to help the employers help their employees and ultimately help the young people throughout the uk which i think is absolutely fantastic yeah. especially yeah. i'm probably stating the obvious here jules with covid in the middle of this pandemic more and more we need dynamic proactive groups like yeah. arthur ellis helping everybody and in particular our young people our next generation yeah and i think you know the other thing is that we have this amazing story behind arthur ellis which is john's story our ceo yes uh, and yeah. that's what makes it as we've discussed in this podcast you know the story makes it so powerful that it's really coming from a very passionate and deep reason. There's a belief and values yeah. attached to all this. This isn't just about making some money on some training. This is nothing exactly. to do with that, you know? Absolutely, um, it comes from a, a very a very personal experience. It comes from the heart. Yeah, and look how much. it's grown over the last couple of years. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so you mentioned about what's going on. Well, the big thing for us yes. is we're doing a webinar. We're doing a webinar on the 22nd of October. So, you know, if this does go out before that, then wonderful um, and if it doesn't then still have a look at us we'll do more of these but the webinar Absolutely. is is a taster of the yeah. things we we do to put that proactive approach in place um, yeah. so it's really going to be interesting just to come to the webinar and it is free in terms yeah. of money but you just need to invest some time and it's for an hour on the 22nd of october at two o'clock brilliant Jules, and thank you for sharing and what i will do I guarantee you we'll release the podcast, this particular one, before that, so we can get more and more people. I've done a bit of a share in the last week or so on LinkedIn with my own connections. I'll do a reshare again, and we'll put this podcast out in the next couple of days 
to create more and more awareness throughout Ireland and the UK. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you, Rory. It's amazing. amazing. You're very welcome, Jules. Jules, thank you so much for sharing everything today in terms of your experience, your vast experience in sales, that UHP, which I really, really enjoyed. And I always do find that fascinating to talk about. And I hope all our listeners really feel that as well. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. Uh, in addition, the work that, uh, that critical work that you do with Arthur Ellis, I think it's absolutely amazing. It's, uh, it's fantastic work and so well needed during these times. Um, what I will do, Jules, in the next while, of course, I'll get this podcast out as I said I would, and I'll share your various links, your individual and your business links on the, uh, on the podcast so more and more people can possibly connect to you. That's lovely. I, if you want to connect, please, please do. I'm, I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, so connect on there if you, if you hang out over there. And thank you, Rory. I have loved our conversation. I knew I would. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. You're, very, you're very welcome, Jules. Until next time, bye for now, everybody. You've been listening to Life Without Limits with Rory Brazel. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please like and subscribe on the platform that you have listened on. You can find out more about the work that Rory does on his website, www.brazzlefinancialplanning.ie. Join us next time on Life Without Limits. Thanks for listening.